everyone remain calm. Welcome to the 49th episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Jost, and we're here to discuss all things Jurassic Park. In this episode, we've got a Site B segment with Jennifer Tarek, where we break down what exactly about the films appeals to the fans. We had a great lengthy chat, so that's all we'll have this week. But before we get into it, I do have a few quick notes. First note, I recently did an interview for WanderLovePress.com's Feature Friday. I basically outlined my podcast process, how I started, and where I hope to be in the future. If you want to read it, head over to WanderLovePress.com and click on the blog to find it. I'll also include a link in the show notes. Second note, uh, this week is the Lost World Week over on Victoria Cantina's YouTube channel. Now, she asked me and a few others to participate in the videos this week, so make sure to keep an eye out for my portion on the Lost World Triceratops. Now, I hope you enjoy it. I'll make sure to spread the word on social media once it's released. Now, let's set sail from the murky waters between the five deaths and traverse Site B. Thank God for Site B. Site Yes, Site B. No force on earth or heaven could get me on that island. Site B, don't worry. I'm not making the same uh, mistakes again. I know. Okay, so there's another island with dinosaurs. No yes, fence. Site B. And you want to send people in? Yes. A very few people. Yes. It's not a research expedition anymore. It's a rescue operation. It's leaving right now. You this cannot land on this island. This is Isla Sorna. Site B. Yes. Uh, we're on Isla Sorna and we need to find, we need to talk to the boat. Site B. No, the lady. Enough. Wrong frequency. I'm here wandering around Site B again. This time I'm over near the aviary and it looks like somebody left the gate open. I think I'm going to point all my fingers at Jennifer Tarek, who got here before me. How's the island treating you today, Jen? Oops. Was I supposed to close that as soon as I enter? I'm sorry. Yeah. Sorry for yeah. any damage. <laughs> yeah, you don't know what you're going to let out, so you got to make sure to close all, you know, open gates. Oops, push the close, right? <laughs> My bad. But yeah, yeah things yeah, are the great. The instructions are right there. <laughs> things are great here in the aviary. Yeah. It's a cool place. <laughs> First a time misty on in Site these parts. <laughs> yeah, all the hair frizzes here, I have to say. <laughs> Not a good place for straight hair, but... Cool. Oh, yeah. I don't have to worry about that. So that's just on you. (laughs) So you came up with a great topic uh, today for us to discuss here, and it revolves around the the appeal of Jurassic Park. And and what is it that pulls us into this series and and what's kept us around this whole time? To me, I feel like there's so many different attributes that that appeal to the masses and appeal to hardcore fans. Uh, You know, it doesn't make it very hard to like these films. Yeah, I know. When I was trying to think of a topic... Um, I was literally going through my brain of all the different levels of 
genre, I guess, that Jurassic covers. And I'm thinking, well, what can we talk about? And then I step back and I'm thinking, wait, we could talk about the group of genres that it covers instead of just a specific detail. We can literally see what how it appeals to different people in which category because i'm sure everyone approaches it differently everyone's introduced to it differently everyone has different interests and so it's cool to see what part touches them personally and what they attach to the most and i'm sure it's different for everyone oh yeah yeah because like you said everybody's coming at it from a different place and um uh, i think here i'll start off with like one of the first ones i thought of um for me, it was the dinosaurs, and that was what drew me in right away. And, uh, you know, as a kid, it, I was probably, you know, six, seven, eight years old at that time. And, uh, you know, dinosaurs were everything to me at that time. Yeah, still, I guess. But, um, you know, that's what drew me in. And, it, you know, it's hard not to be obsessed with those creatures. They, they're basically mythical creatures at this point because we're so distance, distant from uh, them at this point. But I think that's one of the biggest appeals and what draws people in. I made a whole list of the different categories, I guess, that it covers. And at the bottom, <laughs> I have a spot that says, what what would be my thing that draws me in? And I still have it blank, to be honest, because oh. I can't decide if <laughs> I evolved into Jurassic. Like, it's whatever it is, or it changed me. Like, I can't tell which one affected which. Uh-huh. So I wasn't, I don't remember a time without it. So I don't know if I kind of gravitated towards it and then grew with it and it's just naturally part of me in that way or um if my interests just naturally are movie i don't know so that's still blank for me but i found a lot of different a lot of different points that it hits i mean like you said about the dinosaurs that's the whole scientific side of things and then you have the dna side and anyone um in action action adventure loves it for that reason and uh, it has the practical storyline or the fantasy storyline. It really could be sci-fi or it could be action-adventure, like we said, a realistic action-adventure. Action because technically, I guess it can kind of happen. Something close to that could happen, I'd say. It's yeah. more realistic than, like, Terminator maybe, but <laughs> more realistic than Star Wars because people identify with that as well. But this is more um, science versus people. And mm-hmm. I feel like that could happen somehow. So I yeah. mean, you have the fantasy side or the practical side. I don't know. People can gravitate to either interest of that. And you always have a touch of romance in it. You have the scientific side, like I said before. And then you have the theme park people who just love theme parks. And I always throw John Hammond like Walt Disney. If you love Walt Disney, then you're going to love him because they're so similar. Yeah. So, I mean, there really is so many so many levels that this movie could just hit you with and not even hit the dinosaurs, just everything else within it. And it's kind of a monster movie, but it's not a monster movie. So it applies to those people. And it's a horror movie to some, not to others. So it applies to the horror genre in a part. So I'm trying to think of another movie that does that, that hits every Hmm. single note like that. And I couldn't think of one. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. That is kind of a tough, um, line to straddle because it really does cover so many different genres. I yeah, I can't think of anything at the moment either. Um, you know, cuz I mean Star Wars doesn't do that. It's got its own genre basically and and you know, other big movies uh you know, I guess maybe uh not not exactly. Maybe they're on similar level, but like the the Avengers movies and all the Marvel superhero movies, I mean, you can basically believe them as much as you can dinosaur Maybe, but maybe but maybe still, the dinosaur is more plausible, I guess. Yeah, because you have bones in museums, mm-hmm. but you don't have superheroes True. anywhere. Yeah. 
Yeah, that that, I, <laughs> that makes much more sense <laughs> when you put it I that way. I even have like Godzilla and Indiana Jones as close because I mean Jurassic can be Godzilla, but the main difference between the two are the characters and the story and the extra degrees of the mm-hmm. theme park and the science and everything. So it's just it separates it from a monster movie. So it can't be that. And then Indiana Jones, very actiony and it's archaeological and such, but yet it doesn't have the whole other half of living creatures and science and nature versus people. And mm-hmm. it, it doesn't have that. So I cannot think of another movie that literally hits every single note except musical. However, the music is fantastic. So it actually could cover musical as well. <laughs> so, God, could you, you imagine that? Just <laughs> Grant <laughs> and Malcolm just like going ahead, singing a tune and, oh, and then please. a new cast comes in. <laughs> I would cry. That'd be amazing. I need that now. My goodness. Well, you know, I know there are like different plays and things like that for for the uh, series. People put on performances, so I'm sure that's one of them. That's right. Wasn't there like a musical version or something on YouTube once? There's got to be. There, there absolutely has to be. I think I saw this once actually. (laughs) It was like a little cheap version, but I think it exists somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. It's you know, it's it really does cover so many different aspects, and and you know, dinosaurs alone, I think is enough to bring in so many people. I don't know anybody that doesn't like a dinosaur, you know, mm-hmm. like you're just crazy. If you, if you can't like appreciate, you know, the, the, the awe and wonder that, a di- what, you know, whatever a dinosaur is, it's just incredible. And to see it kind of brought to life on the screen, there's nothing really better than that. I mean, at that point we had nothing of that level and nothing that looked so great. And, uh, you know, it just blew everybody away. Then that brings in a whole other audience of people who love CGI and practical effects and yeah. just the whole evolution of that. That brings them in because this is a marvel in that as well. It was the original big CGI film and they even did amazing things with practical effects and still do. So that in itself brings a whole audience in and they yeah. go and enjoy it for that purpose even. So it literally every single note this movie hits, which makes me even love it even more because – I can't think of another film that does that, and that's spectacular. And again, I don't know if I grew into it or it grew into me. I don't know. But um, yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, I mean, I I um right off the bat was just hooked on it, and I I remember actually this is one of the uh, things I came up with here is is it draws in like the reader group, you know, people who who originally oh, caught right. the book, you know. Because I know, I know, I have a friend that was like that. She never saw the movies, but she read the book first, and then okay, she went yeah. back. So yeah, so yeah, that, I didn't even think of that. You're yeah, right. Because it, it came out novel. in 1990, and it had some time there to to pull people in. And then by the time the movie came out in '93, you know, so many people were already interested in it. It was a bestseller. Um, you know, it just drew in so many people. I remember specifically, like, my mom actually bought the book when it came out. And uh, I remember her reading it and her telling me, you know, vividly all these different scenes and stuff like that. And, you know, I was like five years old at that time when it came out. So it's not really in my wheelhouse as as a child to be reading that book. You know, it's it's kind of it's kind of a heavy book, mm-hmm. um, but um, not not just weight, but like the stuff that's inside. Both. It is pretty thick. And literally. Yeah, but no, but there's so much it's so dense and so much stuff in there that it's really tough to grasp as like a five year old. So mm-hmm. when she was like telling me all these things, you know, it, it just like sparked my imagination. And then, and then by the time the movie came out, you know, I was already hooked. So I imagine, you know, the people who had read it 
were just like dying to see this movie, whether it turned out, you know, like the book or not, which we know it didn't really, um, but it still had to hook them. Well, now you got me thinking, I wonder if there's anyone who went to Universal Studios and rode the ride before they saw the movie or even knew anything about it and they got introduced to it that way. Hmm. Yeah, that's a good question. I didn't even think of because, that. Because, like, yeah, you just you turn out to be just a normal kid, and, and you're just going through the parks, and you don't realize, but you you love this land. You know, like, wow, this is these amazing mm-hmm. gates here, and this this really cool river adventure, and, and stuff like that. Like, I guess that could hook you, and then then you find out, wait, this is based on a movie movie. <laughs> yeah, and a movie based on a theme park. So basically, <laughs> yeah. they discovered it through that way, and then that's their connection, and they love it from that from that part. Yeah, that's so unique. Yeah, I mean, franchise. it's that's hard, that's really hard to imagine though because like like I knew it from the beginning, but like you know, there's people that are maybe 5 or 6 years old now that are just discovering maybe these this area, this theme park or or different things and and they're just discovering it now, so they don't really know too much about the movies. So that's definitely a good um a good idea there. Right. And then it doesn't it's not like, I don't know, the Transformers Land or something where you ride the ride and then you're like, "Oh, I'm going to watch the movie." And it's about something similar to what you wrote, but it's still the ride and then there's the movie. But with Jurassic, it's all interconnected because it's a, it's a park within a park within a park. <laughs> it's <laughs> really, yeah, park. it's, it's the it's, inception of, of yeah, theme park movies. Yeah, all connected. And then it's even more important to them because they're like, oh, that, that's the park. I, I might have been in there somewhere because yeah. to them, you're thinking, oh, I was actually at the park. Yeah, but then then that brings in up another good question is, you know, like the people who read the book, they probably were more attached maybe to that story than the movie because it was so drastically different. So I wonder if any kids or, or anything are, you know, hooked on that park's look, like the way it looks. The visitor center does look like a little different, you know, and, and there is no water ride in the movie. So I'm wondering if they're like, oh, man, like I really <laughs> wanted to see that water ride in the movie. Oh, yeah. My my good friend, um, like I said earlier, did that, and she she was she's a book person, a huge book person. So she read the book first, and she loved the book, and she thought that was great. And then when she went back and saw the movie, she was very disappointed in the movie. So she holds the book close to her, so that's her yeah. connection to it. And yeah, she she didn't care for the movies too much. Hmm. Yeah, typically I feel like by the time. After I've like read a book, I usually forget most of the plot points. <laughs> so when when I watch the movie or, or the TV show or whatever it's based off of, I'm like, all right, this this did a pretty good job forgetting that there's so many different plot points. So that's good on your friend for actually remembering like the different details because I even forget a lot of the details in Jurassic Park, the book, you know? Yeah, she that's what she does though. She's an English person. She does uh, a book podcast. Like she really dives into those yeah, kind of things. I think I listened to your uh, episode where you talked oh, about Jurassic you? Park. Oh, did you? Yeah. You know, she she invited me on, right? And I don't, I don't read. I don't like reading. Sorry, people. I don't read. I've never read Jurassic Park. I own it, but I've never read it. And she invites me on this book podcast for Jurassic Park. And I'm like, you know, I've never read it, right? I have an intense love for the films, but I've never read it. But she invited me anyway. So that was kind of fun to see yeah. two different perspectives, like, really hit together. That was cool. Yeah, that is that is interesting to see how they kind of clash and, and what, you know, topics you can debate about. Which is similar to what we're doing here because literally everyone who watches the film has something that's very special, a scene, a moment, a character, a theme, something, and that's their their thing that they hold close. 
And so to the way we approach it will be so different than somebody else. And maybe even you and I approach it completely mm-hmm. differently. And oh, you're yeah. so in that your whole life and you don't even think outside that, oh, someone else is coming from a totally different direction. You don't even see that because you're so used to your lane. Mm-hmm. And it's really that's why this topic is interesting to see how different people approach it and what's important to them within it. Yeah. Yeah. Let me play a little clip here and I'll bring you into a, another idea that I had. Dr. Grant, you've heard of of chaos theory? No. All right, so chaos theory. That brings me to my point of of science, and I think you mentioned a few times. um, There is so much to debate in this film about science and different topics, and uh, you really don't see that a lot in in different films today. I feel like they're not as heavy, uh, dense in their material, um, and I think it took a stance at basically condemning what John did instead of you know, praising the, his ability, you know, like when you see Disney, Walt Disney, you kind of praise what he did. Um, but you, you know, I feel like a lot of people in that film, just everybody condemned John for what he did. So Mm -hmm. I feel like the science of, of that film and the book, I feel like the science really could bring in a lot of different people. Yes. That, that, and the splicing, the gene splicing Mm -hmm. deal and everything with biology. And then, um, the archaeology of it and just there's so many levels of science there's not even one dimension of science there's no, it yeah, hits yeah. several levels of science which <laughs> in itself is a whole different category so it yeah. really hits everything i mean someone has to have an interest somewhere in one of these things yeah you're that's right. why it's popular it, the the film like kind of skips from scene to scene and you start out with the paleontology bit and then you learn that she's a paleobotanist and then you find Dr. Uh, Malcolm who's talking about chaos theory and then you eventually get to the park and you see Dr. Wu who's talking about all the gene splicing and everything. Right. And whether, you know, he failed at it, but um, <laughs> but uh, they still talk about it's it. It's there. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, and then you have the whole morality of it and also the little bits of romance like I mentioned before. It's every everything. There's something for everybody. Mm-hmm. When they say a film, oh, it's something for everybody, that's not always true. But I say with this film, that's, 10,000% true. There really is something for everyone, every age, every interest. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. And I wonder, like, the pacing of that film as well. I think because they hit such heavy topics, they have to take time to express all these different ideas. And that's something, you know, Jurassic World didn't really do. It didn't take its time. It, it was more of a, an action thriller than, than, you know, something with science and pacing and all that stuff. Because we have so many different scenes that maybe could be deemed boring today. So I wonder how many kids are, are interested in, in that first movie now uh, because of all those scenes like that, you know, the lunchroom scene or, you know, the ice cream yeah, eating scene, true. you know, all these different scenes that are just like, that they're just lulls and they're just like slow, slow building. Yeah, I don't think they would have made it in 2015. No. Those scenes would have been cut or, or chopped or condensed because that's just a sign of the times, unfortunately. Yeah. So, yeah, so I don't know if that aspect, maybe even the science aspect, would hook people today. Uh, I think people just want the answers right now. Just do it. Just give it to us and show us all the action. Um, I, I kind of wish they would take the stance. And I, I feel like maybe they'll do that in the next film, kind of take their time a little bit because they, they introduced everything right away. You know, in Yeah, Jurassic I mean, World. it's like they had to prove themselves in Jurassic World and show that they have a product that will do well. And now that they did everything they can threw everything in the wall now <laughs> with the sequel they could take their time take a step back and really tell exactly the story they want to do yeah 
one yeah. step further though. Yeah. And I think so. But one of the things they could do is maybe go overboard with the special effects again, but that's what, you know, could have brought a lot of people in, in the first place. So you can't blame them. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's true. I don't yeah. know. Huh. Yeah. It's so tough because those, the special effects, um, you know, you can't, you can't just say like, oh, I love dinosaurs and everything and not think about all the special effects and all those different, uh, you know, aspects of that. Like whether it's, you know, the CGI or the practical, you know, models and, and the, uh, you know, the animatronics and everything, you can't, you know, count those things out as things that would pull people into these films. Well, again, though, people are so watered down with that. I mean, you could see any movie in the world and they have stuff like that. So back, back with Jurassic Park, the original, that could have been a factor. And I even have that on my list of factors as people going to see and being emotionally attached to that because that's their interest. But now, I mean, geez, they have the pick of any, any movie in the world they can go to and see even a horror, a simple horror movie. There's CGI. There's everything. Mm -hmm. There's CGI in every movie now. So I don't know if that's as big of a factor, but I definitely say that's something that you'll probably get a couple people saying that's their favorite thing about the original. But nowadays, yeah. if, it's like what seeing an elephant at the city zoo or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think you know that it was one of the the best parts of the original film. And then when Jurassic World comes around, everybody's like, ah, too much, too much CGI. Just get some real practical effects mm -hmm. in there. So but then it's the practical tough. effects they were criticized too. So yeah, that's very true. Win. Yeah, the the apatosaurus looked great, but then there's people that mm -hmm. hate it as well. You know, because yeah. I loved it. I thought it was really good. And, you know, maybe it wasn't as, as like appealing as some of the, the raptors and, and the giants, you know, T-Rex, but it was still and people really complain good. about that too, but I don't know. But, um, <laughs> I, I, I mean, you watch those behind the scenes videos of them making the Apatosaurus and you got to respect each person putting all that time, work, effort, and they're really trying, really working hard on it. Mm -hmm. And they put out a quality product. So I just have to appreciate from that side of things. Yeah. Again, another side of things, but from that <laughs> deep side of behind the scenes, I guess, of just the appreciation of creating such practical effects. I mean, that in itself is amazing. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it, it was it was like one of the first films, like, well, maybe not, but that's just a broad statement. It was just one of the first films to technically like blow people away and mm -hmm. and kind of like propel this genre. Maybe not dinosaurs genre. Um, <laughs> it didn't propel that, but it kind of just like brought everything, you know, the special effects and, and everything into the, the spotlight and totally changed the way movies are made. Yeah, so, in a grand scale and then yeah. put it up on the big screen where everyone could see mm -hmm. in, there, in broad daylight. And they're like, there you go. Yeah. Look at that. And everyone's like, what? No. <laughs> yeah, if you look at the films that came out before it, you know, maybe if there was a, a dinosaur or something in there, they looked like garbage most of the time. Mm -hmm. um, but that movie came out and they kind of took a chance and blew people away. And I feel like that probably brought in a lot of uh, fans. And then, you, you I mean, you got to respect Jurassic World in a sense because it did close-ups. It did sunlight, harsh sunlight. It did mm -hmm. shots that the original could never even imagine. Yeah. And for it to come that far, I mean, that's a long way to come. It's a long time, but I mean, it's a long process to get to where you can practically do anything you want and have it look pretty good. And that in itself, again, we're very watered down with the CGI, but that quality, I know it's com people complain on it, but I think the quality is, is great. Yeah. And I think anyone can appreciate that. I mean, 
some of those shots are fantastic and seamless. Yeah. I feel like um, a lot of people do say, oh, you know, Jurassic Park looked so much better 20 years ago. But I don't I don't think that's true at all. Like, it I holds look at, up. It does. It holds it up. Does. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say that it's um, much better, especially on the CGI part. You can't fault them, of course, but it holds up, which is yeah it does hold up but i will say not everything holds up there are there are a few parts where i'm like eh, that raptor doesn't look too great or you know it it doesn't blend well sometimes but i you know i'm not gonna fault it i'm not gonna complain about it i i'm just saying like flat out you know it, it does have its issues here and there and like you said jurassic world did all this stuff in the plain daylight and which is much harder than in these hidden dark scenes you know the t-rex breakout which looks fantastic but it's dark you know so they can hide a lot and close-ups and touching of close-ups and just Mm -hmm. interaction that's a whole other thing yeah i'm sure it brought in a lot of people for the new movie as well you know this the cgi and everything yeah but um one of the one of the things i wonder about like you know jurassic i think we probably touched on a little bit is you know how we talked about how maybe boring the the first film may be to kids now it's not really an action movie you know it's it's got a few slight actiony scenes but i would never call that movie an action movie i don't know it's hard to pinpoint because people call it a horror movie too and i don't see that at all i've never been scared of it i never thought to be scared of it it's just (laughs) animals like i don't know I, i never thought to be scared of it and i'm i could see it more as an action movie than a horror movie but even yeah. then, I don't see it as, sci- as sci-fi. I don't know what I see it as. Yeah, it's not as a documentary. It's but... <laughs> documentary. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, you said it. It straddles the line. It kind of covers everything, not not fully covering one specific genre. But I feel like action is maybe the the tiniest slice out of the entire you know all well, the other genres. Because what does IMDb call it? Oh, I don't know. Is it genre? Let me see. Yeah. I, I just feel like maybe there's what? There's um there's a T Rex chase, so that's action y. There's the tree, uh the, the car falling out of the tree. That's a little bit of action. Um the I, I wouldn't really call the T Rex breakout action. I feel like that's more like of a thriller or slightly horror in a way, but not it's not like horror horror. It's just like Light horror, you know. I feel like that's yeah. why a thriller, a thriller yeah. kind of covers it a lot. So at least suspense, I could say. Yeah, suspense. definitely suspense. I hear a lot of suspense. Yeah. Um. Okay. So we have mixed reviews. So IMDb calls it adventure sci-fi thriller. They're very confused. And then we have, <laughs> um, I guess this is Wikipedia or whatever the the side thing is calls it fantasy slash science fiction. So it's all over the board. Yeah. Yeah. I would probably say adventure. I would it, say because adventure and action are different. Oh so yeah, absolutely. I would absolutely say adventure, different. more adventure than action for the for the first movie. I would say. Yeah, even even the second movie, I would still say that's adventure more so. Mm-hmm. It's probably got the same amount of action scenes, really. It's it's just I don't feel like they're action. I, I'm picturing action as like you know some guy in a tank blowing stuff up and like, yeah. you know, jumping like, to another vehicle and driving that off a cliff and you know, like fast <laughs> like, and furious. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 That stuff's action, like die hard action, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. I'm not imagining they always this include, movie. 
they always include cars. Like, why are cars always <laughs> come to mind when you think of action? Uh, and I think the scenes I described in Jurassic Park, <laughs> the scenes in Jurassic Park have cars that I described as action. The T-Rex chasing, yeah, the that. tree falling scene. Like, there's a, there's a cars. <laughs> it's just if you're moving, there you go. Moving yeah. at a fast pace, that's action. Yep. <laughs> Must, yeah. Let's <laughs> <laughs> go faster. Um, <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> You have that. I had like it right at your fingertips. That's hilarious. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah. You know, you got to have this stuff ready to go. That is professionalism right there. <laughs> and part psychic, so that's cool. Yeah. Um I'm going to bring up a point here that I think um absolutely kept me around. You know, whether we talked about all these different things, whether they pulled me in, I think this thing kept me around, and I'm going to play a little clip here to kind of describe it, so just uh, take a listen. Our dinosaurs are gentle vegetarians. It's Jurassic Park. A raptor grabs a baby dinosaur. Grant tears off in the bush devil tracker to save it. Use the snare! He's safe! Look out, Triceratops! But the young T-Rex wants a piece of the action. Can the dinosaurs be recaptured? Look for the JP mark. It's happening, but only at Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park, Bush Devil Tracker, dinosaurs and figures each sold separately. So, oh, the toy! <laughs> how amazing is that to just listen to now? I feel like we don't get commercials like that anymore. But yeah, the toys kept me around, kept me interested during those downtimes. When I, you know, back then I wasn't like, you know, scouring the internet, looking on Twitter, finding, you know, you know, basically stalking all the people in the film. Um, I was just playing with the toys. And that kept me interested and kept me involved and, uh, you know, span that time between films. I was thinking, what would be that for me? And I, I really think it's the fact that I'm a, I'm a horror movie person. I love horror movies, but I don't, I don't like predictable, stupid ones like Cabin in the Woods when all these teenagers go and get murdered and the what, like that's stupid. But when you have a smart, smartly written horror movie, that I love. Mm-hmm. So, as I say, Jurassic's not a horror movie, but it's very smartly written. It doesn't just have people thrown on an island that they just happen happenstance come to hit, and then there's dinosaurs on it. There's a smart reason of why they go on, and there's a, there's a financial purpose and a legitimate reason. They're all professional people in their field, so there's a really intelligent level that this movie hits that a lot of other ones don't, and they like keep and focusing on that and they, they explain that they spend half the first half of the movie explaining who these people are what they're doing why they're there and such and that part has always stuck with me because i really grasp on those kinds of things in films even when i was little loving goosebumps or all everything like that i oh, always yeah. focus on this <laughs> always focus on the stories that were really deep although there was not much deep in goosebumps there were a couple <laughs> and those are always the ones i grasped on yeah. and just and i love horror movies that go deep into things and really pull you along and i feel like jurassic did that it's not a horror film i I still stand by that but it had the same ideas and concepts that a good horror film would have Mm -hmm. if that makes any sense oh yeah it approached it in that way in a smart way and i've always respected it for that Mm -hmm. even when i was little growing up i mean the dinosaurs yes but it wasn't dinosaurs all attacking like you had a moment of looking at them and you have a moment of explanation and exposition and you don't have that hardly ever in a lot of things to this detail so that's one part that always i always respected with the film even as as a kid 
And then the music, very important. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know how I left that off. (laughs) Yeah, that always pulled me in. Anytime I'm beyond TV and you hear the music or you hear a couple lines, and there's always undertones of the music, different variations, it's beautiful. So you can recognize it right away. And that that always brought me back as well. I didn't really have too many of the toys, a couple, but it was more... It was more um, just the, the, the sounds and the deep story. Yeah. Always oh, yeah. The story will, will keep you coming, you know, every time. And and you're right. That that music, I, I can't believe I didn't even think of that. Um, that that soundtrack was incredible to me at that time. And, you know, before that, we're I mean, 1993. So we're talking about maybe a few Disney movies or something like that. Maybe I had those soundtracks. But it wasn't until mm-hmm. probably that movie that like I've really got into a full orchestra soundtrack, you know, I feel like that was probably one of the first ones. Yeah. I mean, I think I don't even, I didn't even know what orchestra music was, but I knew mm. what that was. I oh, didn't yeah. even know the genre or the idea of it, but I knew <laughs> Jurassic. It taught yeah. me that, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I remember I had um, uh, a project in third grade and I brought in the CD. I brought in my boom box and I, I did a project on Jurassic Park, and I had that music playing. It had to be playing behind my project as I talked mm-hmm. about it. So I was talking about it back then. I don't remember how that project went, and I can't imagine why I was doing a project on Jurassic Park. But, you know, it it stuck with me, and that music was definitely part of that. And, um, you know, that will always bring me back. Oh, I remember in the fifth grade, um, it, we always had reading time and such, and I remember reading a taking a dinosaur encyclopedia with me and just studying that during like silent reading time and then coming back home and playing the movie and matching the dinosaurs to my encyclopedia book and then looking at what's happening with them what they do what they eat just learning about the dinosaurs through the book and comparing it to my film because that's how i knew dinosaurs first was the film so to go back and look at them in the actual detailed encyclopedia and we're doing that yeah because at that time it wasn't as much difference as there is now, you know, it was kind of like, okay, that's what they looked like. And, uh, you know, I had all kinds of books too. And, uh, that's, you know, I had those before the movie, like I, I mentioned before mm-hmm. dinosaurs pulled me in and that stuff, like when you're a kid, that's just gold, you know, like any kind of book you, you, you know, you have all these little books as a kid and, uh, they, they, they definitely help to, uh, you know, keep you interested. I still say that game, Dinosaur Safari, that I had on, like, Windows 95, or it was DOS. I don't even know. It might have been DOS, who knows, <laughs> back in the day, showing my age. But on, like, Windows 95, I think it was, um, that taught me my dinosaurs first. Oh, it was, it's like Pokemon Snap, but um, back in, I don't know, 93, probably when the movie came out. But it's not Jurassic. It's, it's just Dinosaur Safari. But you, you go through all these different lands, and you take pictures of dinosaurs, and you get points scored of how good your pictures are. And that's how I learned my dinosaur names through that and i still when someone mentions a dinosaur my mind goes back to that game and i could see it in the game i'm like oh it's that dinosaur okay like it's still my (laughs) internal um dictionary of dinosaurs and visual dictionary of the dinosaurs is from that dinosaur safari game Mm -hmm. yeah it's funny how that stuff sticks with you i remember Mm -hmm. you know all those books that i had uh, not that long ago at work somebody said i bet you couldn't even name five dinosaurs and i just i left (laughs) <laughs> and and he had no idea. He had no idea I did this. Um, so that was probably oh, part of it. But um, but uh, he he asked that question. I was like, oh, come on. That's easy. Like, I'm yeah. a kid who studied dinosaur books, you know. So, and you know. 
<laughs> I mean, for a kid to, to know dinosaurs first, as we both did, and learn them that way, and then see the movie and recognize the dinosaurs that you know mm-hmm. in huge form in this glorious land with people and such. I mean, you're like, oh, I know that one. Or you get so excited when you see one that you know. And even Jurassic Park 3, when they put a lot of new ones in there, and I was still excited. Cause I was like, oh, I know that one and that one. <laughs> I remember that one. And you're still getting excited when you see them real technically yeah. they're real to you and you see them real on screen and you get real excited when you see one that you're familiar with yeah i was just i was sitting there just like this like it's it's a dinosaur <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly just like pointing at it like oh, oh my god do, do you see that yeah you're like i know which one that is and i remember that one i remember learning about it and yeah you just get so excited you're like you turn into tim for a moment and you just get really excited yeah and then i'm like i read your book (laughs) (laughs) you have these exactly at your fingertips that's awesome that's perfect that one's exactly perfect yeah 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 (laughs) oh it is it's true it is yeah and he he personified you know, me as a child, you know, I had books. I didn't have any book, you know, from paleontologists or anything, but I had all kinds of other books and that was me, you know, so interested in dinosaurs. And I was glad that they, they had a kid like that in the movies because, you know, it, it helped kind of put you in that position. A lot of people complain about like, oh, we don't need any more kids in these movies. Come on. But we're adults now. And of course we'll say that, but kids want that. I mean, yeah, that is, that is us, for sure. I remember, I don't know if you know the National Geographic books. Of course. Um, When I was little, like four, because my grandma started was really little, like four, um, they had commercials for National Geographic books. And I'm not sure what all the books contained, but I know one was on dinosaurs. And it was like the, the cover of the book set was mm-hmm. a dinosaur. And I, I wanted that just because of that. I have no idea it was in the other books. I just knew that the cover had a dinosaur on it. So I needed it. And she went <laughs> and ordered it for me. And she bought it for me when I was like four years old. And I never looked at any of the other books in the set. But I remember taking that dinosaur book with me all over. I don't think I really read it because I was about four. But I looked at the pictures and I carried the, the cover. And I, I yeah, I I know nothing about National Geographic books. I don't know if they're sets or if they're like encyclopedias. I don't know. But yeah, I, I, I had tons seeing that, seeing that commercial and be like, I need that set. Yeah. Because there's a dinosaur on one of the covers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I used to collect those things too. I, I definitely remember some with dinosaurs on them, but uh, there's the covers in general in those books were always awesome. I think it came like a green case, a green plastic case where about 10 of them just slipped right in. And I think the case had all kinds of engravings. It's like the Tree of Life at Disney. It had all these animal engravings. I think a dinosaur was like the middle one. And so I I needed that set for that reason alone. Little (laughs) four-year-old me needed that apparently. Yeah, we always (laughs) had an awesome grandma. Yeah. (laughs) Like what what kid? Why do you want that? Uh, I don't know. I I like the pictures. Yeah. There's a dinosaur in plastic. So I need that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I actually, I reached out to a bunch of people on Twitter to see kind of, uh, what things? I got maybe two. I got see two answers here. I don't know if you have any others, but um, I see one here from at Taylor Tiger twenty two, and it says because it's a good, scary, and intense. It's not too scary for me to watch. I love dinosaurs too, so this one definitely covers what we talked about. The dinosaurs. It's good and scary, and intense. And um, I think that's a good summation of of what everybody feels. 
Yeah, I mean, they again, they come from the scary part, which I never thought of until I entered the fandom and never, everyone started talking about scary and I get their perspectives and I'm thinking, yeah, okay, I guess I could see how you see that, mm-hmm. but I don't know. And even within the community with these answers and with you and me and everyone in the community, you really can tell everyone comes from different places and different backgrounds and different interests, but yet we all come together for this film and we all find little pieces of it that's meaningful. And that, that's yeah. so it's so great that all these people who are different just come together on one one thing and agree well, agree that the film is great. They may agree on different things, but <laughs> that the film is great. Yeah. yeah. I got another one here. It's from at Mr. Coaster One. It says, The adventure, the science uh, of trying to bring back dinosaurs and the park. And uh, oh. yeah, so definitely covered the things we talked about already. Yeah. And the park too. I don't feel like we talked enough about the park even. Um, yeah, because, that's a whole other thing. Yeah, theme parks in general are huge to, I know, both of us. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's incredible to kind of see the, maybe the, you know, the birth of a theme park in a way. Uh, you yeah. Know, it didn't and, really get much farther, but you saw the birth of that theme park at least. And that's why I always say Hammond's like Disney because he wanted to build this world that immerses people in his ideas and his land that he wants to build. And it's like a never before seen world and, and create this whole thing around them and just throw them in the middle of this new land. And that's exactly what Disney did. And in the whole spared no expense deal, Disney was the same. And um, oh, yeah. it, I love that parallel. And anyone who loves Disney World or anything like that can totally see that side of Jurassic Park that maybe a lot of people who don't don't see. Mm-hmm. But they, they could see that and they relate to that. And if you have a connection to Disney World, which I know we both do, I'm sure part of that touches you with the theme park aspect yeah. of Jurassic as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's so many people that are a fan of, you know, Walt Disney himself. And uh, it's not often that you see something that's been built from the ground up by just, you know, just a man, you know, or some mm-hmm. person that's, that's his there. dream. It's yeah. Lee circus dream. And, exactly. And, and mm-hmm. you, you hear his kind of tale there and you, you get to experience it firsthand with Disney. So you, you have these comparisons and uh, the park's, you know, especially the the, the first park, um, there was so much to it, but we didn't get to see all of it. You know, I know there was much more, and even in the background uh, of that that lunch scene, you know, there's there's um, slideshow like kind of going mm-hmm. up on the at the screen behind them, and it shows all these different aspects of things to come and and different aspects of the park that we didn't get to see. And uh, oh, man, I would have loved to have seen much more of that park. Who knows if it was even all built yet? Oh yeah, I don't think it was, time. but in the film, I mean, not not, I mean, like literally, if you were in the film. Hmm. Yeah, no, I I wonder that. But then you have like, um, did you ever play the Telltale game? Mm, no, I don't think so. Yeah, you got to try that one because whether you know, it's not considered canon, but because it, it does kind of like follow similar rules and everything, um, and it does have different sections of the park. So whether it's part of the ongoing story or not. It's still really fun to kind of explore, and um, I think there was a section with uh, a roller coaster, if I remember correctly. Oh um, yeah, I heard so, about that. So that that would have been amazing to kind of see in the film, and uh, we didn't get stuff like that. But w- what we got was amazing. But it would have been even better to kind of see more of the theme park aspect. What I wonder, though, like in the film time itself, as if we were in the film as it was going. I wonder if they even did any rides yet because they were just focusing on the animals and they were bringing people in for the animals first, I, I think. So I wonder if they even built 
the rest of the park, like maybe a couple restaurants and such, but maybe the actual ride part, they didn't really touch yet. And they yeah. were just focused on the, the safety of the animals. I don't I know. Don't, I don't remember. I feel like there was a line somewhere about Hammond talking about different attractions and stuff. So whether they were built yet or not, I don't know. You know, yeah, because we can sorry. argue the film versus the books versus the right. video games. You know, they're they're all their right. own separate canons. But at least in that film, you know, we didn't see anything. But I forget right. if he specifically mentioned um, whether they were built or not. I don't know. I I know he mentioned some things, but. He made them sound like they were up and coming, like mm-hmm. they'd be here eventually, but this is a priority first. Which I'm trying to make an excuse as to why the movie didn't show you all those things. I'm trying yeah. to give it the benefit of the well, doubt. And then, yeah, Maybe I it do, wasn't built yet. I Yeah, I don't know. I, I would like to imagine it's built. And um, maybe, you know, if, if the video game kind of, um, you know, doesn't contain all the canon... It's kind of nice to to look at it, like take separate parts from it and say, all right, I'll believe that was there. I'll believe this was real. Mm-hmm. Um, so if there, you know, there was that roller coaster scene in there, I'd kind of say like, all right, that was real. And I think there was um, like a Mosasaurus tank and everything in that game. So, mm-hmm. you know, wow. you can kind of pick and choose what you want to consider canon. I That's guess, awesome you know? that they had that in the game many, many years ago. Yeah. Cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Before Jurassic World came out, yeah. so I guess it was uh, just a you know a coincidence. Well, was it, or did it influence them? That's a whole other question. Did they go back and study everything before they picked what dinosaurs they want to feature? I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. That is a good question. Could be a throwback to that game. Yeah, we remember. We remember that tank. We know. See now here. Here's a. Um, Here's here's some maybe that backs up what we're talking about here. Here's a little clip. T- uh, take a listen. Latest technologies, and I'm not talking just about rides. You know, everybody has rides. We've made. So, um, I don't know if that kind of hints that they have other rides. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What do you think? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, because at the one at the lunch scene, they had so many things going around up mm-hmm. top, flashing, coming soon, coming soon, coming in. They even had a timeline of yep. when things were coming and. I feel like this is such early stages that they just finished the paddocks. Like they just finished the zoo portion. I say in quotes, the zoo portion. <laughs> yeah. Um, they just finished that and they were ensuring that first. And maybe it was being built at the same time, but I, I don't feel like those things were ready to be rowed yeah. yet. Now, yeah, that, that statement kind of says like, it's not about just rides. So maybe yeah. he is like kind of saying, we've, we've got more than rides here. But, like the rides were an afterthought, and he didn't really care about building them right away. That's how I feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he did say he did say like this line here. The most advanced amusement park in the entire world. So would he say that like if it was just uh, two vehicles on a track going around <laughs> a track, or yeah, is he talking I, about I the full, you know, the dinosaurs and everything as the most I, advanced amusement park? I feel like the. The exploring of the lab and the science part and mm-hmm. the doing the impossible is what he means by that, not yeah. the rights. Yeah, well, I, I, we've kind of like gone on a crazy tangent, but I think yeah. it's good because <laughs> we're talking about how like amusement parks pull people in. So I don't know. I, I love that aspect of it. Um, Me too. I love that it gave limitations in a way. They weren't just building them just because they wanted to or that it just wasn't a person experimenting in, in his own little lab doing his thing. He had a reason to do it 
and he had a financial reason and a um, safety reason, a moral reason, an insurance reason, a practical reason. Like there was so many things weighing on. It's like starting a business. When you start a business, there's so many factors that go into it. It's not just what you want. Mm-hmm. It wasn't him doing it illegally. He was trying to do it to the book. And so given doing it to the book, he has limitations. And then as a viewer, you respect those limitations because they can't go outrageous on you like yeah. a horror movie would. Or they it can't do something like that. There's a lot of, I don't want to say government control, but you feel like there's a lot of government control or, <laughs> or something, authority within oh, it. Yeah. Oh, there's definitely a lot of authority. Um, yeah. And that's why they, you know, they brought in the lawyer and everything. Um, I like this here. I'm just going to yeah. play this. Real. This is what they consider a riot. Can't you stop these things? I'm sorry. It's kind of a riot. <laughs> that, by the way, that's the lamest <laughs> ride. I mean, I, it's like the Carousel of Progress. Of, yeah. uh, but I love, I love Car- Carousel of Progress. But that, that's not a oh. ride. In, in, you know, it's an attraction. It's an attraction, <laughs> a show. I guess. Yeah. That's so great. Maybe they were trying to parallel the Carousel of Progress, do you think? I think so, because it's kind of a rotating theater in a way, isn't it? Don't you think? Yeah. And then he even comments about it being animatronics. He's like, no, those are real people. (laughs) But in Carousel of Progress, you hit animatronics at every stage. Wow, that's amazing. I never put that together before. Yeah. That's awesome. (laughs) Another theme park thing that you can love if you love a theme park. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's – I mean – Parallel. I've never considered it a ride, but it is. It's funny to uh, listen to him talk about it that way, and and you get that kind of introduction. You know, say say Disney had introduced you know a certain ride or something like that. That would have been exactly what he would have done. Exactly. I mean, you have the little pre-show, mm-hmm. and then it goes exactly. into the actual ride. Yeah, you're you're right. I mean, the interaction it, too. He he interacted with the screen, so yeah. a lot of that stuff you you kind of see happening. You know, today even. I mean, it follows the mold of a theme park which is so great. And theme park lovers can really appreciate that it follows the traditional mold of a theme park and it goes the traditional route. And it has, like we said, the rides have the, the pre-show and then the actual part. And we don't know what's past that because they jumped out. But I'd like to know what's past that. Like what's yeah. the next part of the Carousel of Progress? I don't know what their next little I don't know. journey they, would be on that ride. They interrupted the cellular mitosis. Yeah, so we don't we didn't get to see what happened next. I, I would have loved know to see. I want to know. But... <laughs> Yeah, see that you have that whole part. They followed they followed the recipe of a theme park mm-hmm. and a zoo and all the millions of other things that we already included. But they were everything. They, they they say that they're the most advanced, you know, amusement park in the world, yet they don't have locks on the vehicle doors. People can just push up the lap bars and just get out whenever they want. You know, I can't imagine this stuff sliding very well. I mean, even though it does still happen kind of. I, I remember uh, just recently, somebody just got out of um, uh, man test track and just walked out. How do you? Don't they have the seatbelts? They they do. I don't know what they did. They slid out, and um, I think were, the ride was broken down for a little while. They just got out and walked out the ride. Out. Oh yeah. my goodness! <laughs> so that could have been really dangerous. So don't do that. It's like the same deal. The car stop. You're tired away, and just get out. Exactly. Yeah. They they saw Triceratops. They're like, you know, just I'm just gonna get out. You know. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, no, I feel like they really did fail as a theme park. You know, whether Dennis Nedry tore it down or not, they just Mm -hmm. didn't have the stuff in place. And 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 you got to give them time. I guess they weren't ready to open that day. So no, I mean, I really feel like this wasn't even a trial run necessarily. I don't think they had 
any of the attractions or anything really solid. Mm-hmm. It was just the animals that they're yeah. worried about. You got to get everybody to sign off on the park. So, you know, you yeah. got to take it one step at a time. I do have one last one here from Twitter. Uh, this is from at fossil underscore box. And it says, I love how simple and pure it is. Not convoluted at all. Beauty, thoughtfulness, and amazement. So That's a whole other yeah. thing we didn't even look at. Mm-hmm. Really. Yeah. And I, it's it's like the perfect way to kind of sum everything up in a in a different perspective like we talked about before. Yeah, this is so not the practical. I guess it's, it's slash fantasy, just the awe of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it it you just Beauty, sit there yeah. and wonder like, man, could this happen? And you know they're they're really taking their time to think about everything and and they showed the amazement on everybody's face and how beautiful the dinosaurs were and and the park itself. Um, and it was, it was a simple story. It wasn't like, you know, there's not all this, these twists and turns and all these different things. It was just a simple story from start to finish. Yeah. Which is really crazy when you look at it because it's simple, but yet there's so many things, so many layers inside and so many themes inside, but it is very simple. It's amazing that they did something such on a base, basic, simple level, but yet there's so much inside of it. That's amazing. That's Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Well, I think we'll probably wrap it up with that one because it was uh, it was very thoughtful. <laughs> that yeah, was a very thoughtful see? response. That was a very thoughtful response of it being thoughtful because we didn't even cover that part yet. No. Because we have all these other other parts that we're trying to touch on, but that's we didn't even touch on that. Nope. And that's a whole other perspective from a whole other person and their point of view. Yep. Exactly to the summary of this of this discussion. Mm-hmm. Everybody has their own you know way of coming at it. Yeah. So yeah. where can everybody find you uh, online? Um, you could find me at Jennifer underscore Lynn 89 and also the Bryce Dallas Howard Network at BDH Network. Awesome. Yeah. I, I, You know, I hear they call these islands the five deaths. So I don't know. I got to get off this thing. It's it's scary. This, this, I know. Uh, this I mean, it's getting aviary. dark out. You know? Yeah. We got to get away from this aviary. I'm very afraid of what's to come. I'm going to close the door this time, although it's like... Letting, closing the door after all the chickens escape or whatever yeah, they that's say. that's true. Now you're just letting them out in the world. Good job. I know. I'm locking them outside into the world. Oops. All right. Well, it's Why did they ever let me here in the first place? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how you got here. I don't know how I, I don't got know. here. We just need right. to catch a chopper or a boat or something to get off. Yeah. Probably a chopper. Sorry. <laughs> okay. I don't know if the phones are working. We'll have to test that out. So. All right. I'll, I'll see you later. All right, bye. Explore the park like never before. Fly around Isla Nubla and visit park attractions. Get up close and personal with our dinosaurs. And experience Jurassic World the way it was meant to be experienced. Jurassic World 3D Project. Download it today for free. Thanks for listening to the 49th episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. A big thanks to Jennifer Tarek for joining me this week and for coming up with a great topic. I think it's very interesting to figure out what makes us love this film series so much. So many of us have dedicated portions of our lives to this series, 
and I think we are one step closer to knowing why. Also, thanks to everybody who submitted responses for the segment. We really appreciate it. And if you have any thoughts on the topic, make sure to email us. Don't forget to check out the show notes for the link to the blog interview I did for wanderlovepress.com. If you want to interact with us, we do most of our work over on Twitter, at Jurassic Park Pod. We're also on Facebook at facebook.com slash Jurassic Park Podcast. And our Instagram handle is at Jurassic Park Podcast. You can listen to us via iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Podomatic, YouTube, or wherever else podcasts are found. So make sure to subscribe to automatically get new episodes every week. If you haven't already, please give us a five-star review in iTunes or a great review wherever you listen to the podcast. It will seriously help our rankings and make it easier for fans like you to find us. We're usually spotted commenting on the Jurassic Park subreddit as Jurassic Park Podcast. Don't forget to check out our show notes for all the links you heard here today. If you want to get a hold of us, you can email us with any news stories, MP3s, segment ideas, pictures, top tens, or comments to JurassicParkPod at gmail.com. If you'd like to record something for the show, send it in to us and we'll feature it in an upcoming episode. If you don't have any way to record, you can give our voicemail a call and leave us a message. That number is 732-825-7763. Thanks for listening and enjoy. Drop what you're doing and leave now.